Jesus, Master, Lord, I'm going to drown. Jesus steps up. He calms the storm, and then he turns to you and I, and he says, where's your faith? Hey, this is Taylor and welcome back to Elevate Retake. We want you to experience faith as the continual everyday process of learning more about the Bible, ourselves, and God, and believe that this podcast will be just what you need to come to a closer relationship with God. The title for this episode is Crisis Point, The Storm. Your engage question is, where is your faith? Our key passage that we will be looking at today is found in Luke 8, verse 22 through 25, and it reads, One day Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and started out. As they sailed across, Jesus settled down for a nap, but soon a fierce storm came down on the lake. The boat was filling with water and they were in real danger. The disciples went down and woke him up shouting, Master, Master, we're going to drown. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the raging waves. Suddenly the storm stopped and all was calm. Then he asked them, where is your faith? The disciples were terrified and amazed. Who is this man? They asked each other. When he gives a command, even the wind and the waves obey him. Luke 8 verse 20. 22 through 25. Your key theme for this episode is even when the storms of life overwhelm us, Jesus is with us in the storm. Hey God, thank you for being a God who loves us, a God who calls us, and a God who's working diligently on our behalf. Today, Lord, as we come to worship you, we're singing songs, we're thinking critically about a question, And we're coming to your word to receive a message from on high. God, as we do that today, I pray that you will set aside every distraction. That we will be found in your presence. And that you'll come close right here, right now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The internet's a wonderful place. You can Google any word or anything and find a definition, a research article, maybe some fake news, some real news, all of the above. But if you look for crisis point to define what that word is, it means a time when a situation will either become very bad or begin to get better. And it seems like in the election season that we're in, in the middle of a global pandemic, that we are at a crisis point. Can the world get better? Or are we at a point where it's going to get so much worse? Earlier this week, we ran a poll on our Instagram. I invite you to to follow us on Instagram if you want to be attuned with what's going on during the week and receive some extra stuff. Uh, We asked the question, what scares you the most as we begin 2020? Here's some of the responses. Uh, Someone's afraid that 2020 is not going to be much better, or 2021 is not going to be much better than 2020. Uh, The worst hasn't even happened yet. We're in October, which is like March 200 and something, right? And we're not even at the worst point. Someone said the presidential election is the most scary thing as we look at finishing 2020. Future of academic life rose to the top for someone else. And someone else is afraid that they might not be able to graduate on time. Just a sample of some of the responses that we've gotten. 
And no matter where you are, where you fall ideologically, politically, there's likely certain things in your life that can scare you, that can cause you to think about where this world is headed and cause you to think, am I going to get this done? Am I going to be able to accomplish this dream? Am I going to be able to do something with my life or is something else going to get in the way? Last week, a few of you responded to the engaged question saying, my whole life I've, I've been waiting for life to get easier, but it's been a struggle. And this rest that we've been talking about, it's a, it's a struggle for me to enter that rest. Someone else mentioned, I, I come to church regularly and I, I just don't get the rest that you're talking about. How, how does this work out in my mind? I even take Sabbath, but I'm burned out. Today we're going to shift focus Look at practical ways that in the midst of a crisis point, in the middle of the storm today, that we can find hope and peace in a man named Jesus. So this series is called Crisis Point. The next few weeks, we're going to be looking at Luke chapter 8. We're going to come in close on a group of stories and miracles that Jesus performs. And each moment, each miracle comes at the crisis point of someone's life. And the purpose of this series to find out where we go in the seeming crisis point that we are reaching, how does Jesus respond to the crisis point? How does Jesus navigate the difficult circumstances that He, His disciples, and the people that He loved found themselves in. So we begin in Luke chapter 8. So if you've got your Bibles, I invite you to pull those out, scroll there on your wonderful electronic device, whether you're reading the Bible electronically or analog, go ahead and pull those out. We're going to begin in Luke chapter 8. We're going to jump all the way down to verse 22. Jesus at this point has been preaching, he's been teaching, but there is a crisis point coming. It's in Luke chapter 8, verse 22. One day, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and started out. And that seems like a, a beautiful picture of the beginning of a story, right? Jesus offers the disciples an invitation. He says, hey, let's take a boat trip. Like, who wouldn't want to go on a boat trip with Jesus, right? You, your friends, Jesus, a boat sailing across the lake. You've got Jesus to yourself right there. Jesus gives them that invitation, and no doubt it's a calling. It's an inv innocent invitation, right? There, there's seemingly no reason that you would not take Jesus up on that invitation because the waters are calm. You're an experienced fisherman. You've been on the lakes before. The waters are pristine, the disciples themselves were very familiar with the water in the lake, but Jesus didn't want them to hang out in their fishing spot. He said, I need you to go to the other side of the lake. That's where we're headed. And sometimes for us, the invitation that Jesus gives us takes us into uncharted territory, into a place that we maybe have never been before. But the beauty of this story, which we'll come to find out, is that Jesus is always with his disciples. And Jesus is always with you and me. 
yet there's a crisis that's right around the corner. The disciples don't know that it's coming. It's likely that Jesus does, but it doesn't seem to phase Jesus. And isn't it that when crisis seems to strike most is when things are going well. When I've been in a place that it's been good, the overall trajectory is a positive one. I've made it to Southwestern University and my bills are paid. Praise God. But you get the phone call from home. Yes, I got the the, the promotion that I wanted. My job has been going well. But there's been a death in the family. Just getting going with my life. I'm just getting my life right right now. But the crisis, the crisis point seems to strike. God doesn't phase Jesus. It's coming. He knows it. The disciples don't. But look what Jesus does in verse 23. And they hop in the boat. And as they sailed across, Jesus settled down for a nap. And I want to pause there. Leave this scripture on the screen. I want to pause here. Did you catch that? Jesus settled down for a nap. Now, Lord knows some of us need that messianic Jesus nap. Amen? Isn't that a beautiful picture, though? Jesus with his disciples in the boat. They're crossing the sea. And the Savior of the world takes a nap in the back of the boat. He knows what's coming. The disciples don't. And they press on to the other side of the lake. But soon a fierce storm came down on the lake. The boat was filling with water. And they were in real danger. And Jesus is taking a nap. Have you ever felt like you've been in that crisis moment? That things have been good, you and Jesus have been tight, but all of a sudden it seems like Jesus is taking a nap on your life. That Jesus has somehow fallen asleep and you're headed to where Jesus has called you to go. But there's a storm that breaks out. There's the overwhelming feelings of fear and anxiety that wash over. And I don't know about you, but if you've ever been on the boat on a boat in the middle of the in, a, in the middle of a storm, it's not a very fun place to be. Remember uh, when I was younger, uh, my parents and I we would spend uh, most of our summers at a lake in New Mexico. It was a fantastic time. We'd get out for like a week and a half and just take our boat out on the water and just enjoy the beautiful water water skiing and wakeboarding and tubing and all the everything else. There was one time we had our, our, our boat out on the lake and uh, we saw some clouds coming up on the horizon and we're like, ah, the storm's probably this far away because you spend enough time in the lake, you kind of know the, the storms, which way they're going. We're like, ah, it'll be all right. And all of a sudden we're just, we're, you know, having a good time, but all of a sudden the wind shifted. Like, oh no, we, we need to get back to get this boat out of the water and get back on, on land because this storm is about to break loose. So we tie everything down and we're racing back to the harbor. And it's starting to rain. The wind is starting to blow. And if you've ever tried to drive a boat at slow speeds in the wind, you know it can be very difficult. And so we're trying our best to get our boat mangled, managed onto the trailer so that we can get it out of the water. It took us a little bit. We did it. But that's ever stuck in my mind about how quickly the weather can change, how quickly something can change in our lives. And the most comfortable, pristine situation can all of a sudden be life-threatening. You know what I'm talking about. You've faced those crisis 
moments in your life. Boats are not fun places to be in the middle of a storm. Our lives are not fun places to be in the middle of a storm. Storms can be unexpected and fierce. But sometimes it takes a storm for us to call out to God. Let's look how the disciples respond. Luke chapter 8, verse 24. The disciples went and woke him up. How rude of them, right? He's taking a nap. Shouting, Master, Master, we're going down. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the raging waves, and suddenly the storm stopped and all was calm. And I want to leave that there for a moment because I want to focus in on the first half of the verse. The disciples went and woke up Jesus. They knew where Jesus was the entire time. They knew exactly where they needed to go to find Jesus. And instead of maybe going to Jesus before the storm hit, they were experienced fishermen. They could see a storm coming. They waited until the last moment to where their lives were in danger. And then they called out, Master, Master, we're going to drown. And Jesus doesn't offer them any words. He doesn't address them. He first addressed the storm. But I imagine him thinking with his sense of humor, we are going to drown? Do you know who I am? The Savior of the world? The Lord of your life? The one who's come to give you life? And we? We're going to drown? But he takes care of them. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the storm and the raging waves, and suddenly the storm stopped, and all was calm. And Luke tells the story very succinctly. Storm comes up, disciples cry out, and everything is calm. But place yourself on that boat for a moment. You've been called by Jesus to cross the lake. You go for it 100%, but the storm rises. And could it be that the disciples expected as they were called to go across the other lake, to cross the lake, that there was no way that there would be a storm come in their life because Jesus was on the boat? Think about that for a moment. Do we live our lives in that way, expecting that, all right, I've got Jesus in my pocket. I went to Elevate on Saturday. I am good to go for the week. There's no way God's going to let anything happen to me. And the storm pops up. But the beauty about Jesus and about who he is in the midst of our crises is that he doesn't rebuke the disciples here. He only takes care of the storm. And the waves are crashing around them. And it's in times of crisis that we see that the disciples reverted to the emotions of common humanity. Ignoring and forgetting the power of the one that they followed. It's Jesus, after all, who's in the boat. And they're saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. Lord, save us. Could it be that in times of crisis, that we ourselves revert to emotions of common humanity, ignoring and forgetting the power of the one that we follow? We serve the Savior of the world, God Almighty, Jesus Christ. Yet in the middle of the storm, it's even or it's easy to forget. The waves are crashing. They're coming over. They feel the cold water of doubt and angst and anger and bitterness come crashing over them. 
And we feel those waves too, but Jesus says, peace, be still, and the waters were silent. And just in the way that the storm caught them off guard, I imagine the silence caught them off guard as well. A couple weeks ago, we were down at the, the food bank, and we've got, when it was hotter out, we had fans running, so we keep the, the cool air going through and some misting system stuff. We're getting cleaned up after the food bank. We've served the hundreds of families that have come through. Everybody's headed out. And I reach over, and I turn off the fan that had been blowing. Come to realize that it gets very, very quiet. And you tune it out sometimes, the noise that comes crashing in your life. You tune those things out until all of a sudden the storm is stilled. For a moment, we realize that the air conditioners are blowing in this room. It's quiet and it's peaceful. I don't know about you, but I long for that in my life. I long for the Jesus that comes over to my storms and turns off the off switch. Turns, takes the on switch and turns it off. I don't know, however you want to do it. He comes over and he switches it off. Peace, be still. And here's what he tells the disciples, verse 25 of Luke chapter 8. And then he asked them, where is your faith? And that's our engaged question for this morning. The question that we want you to think about as we are worshiping God this morning. Where is your faith? I'll invite our praise team back up as they lead us through a couple of songs to finish us out today. It can be so easy to forget our faith. It can be so easy as the storms of life are billowing around us that we forget the one that we serve. Because remember, it's Jesus that we're following, and it's Jesus, the one who's asked us to get into a boat, and the one that's asked us to go from one side of the lake to the other. It's Jesus that we're talking about. But the waves of life begin to crash over us. We feel the waves of angst and fear. They begin to splash like cold water on our faces. Jesus, Master, Lord, I'm going to drown. Jesus steps up. He calms the storm, and then he turns to you and I, and he says, where's your faith? And imagine for a moment what it would look like if the disciples had followed Jesus' lead. Jesus jumps into the boat and immediately takes a nap. Jesus jumps into a boat and rests from what's going on around him. What if some of God's callings on our life need to elicit that response? What would it have looked like if the disciples had seen Jesus taking a nap in the back of the boat and said, you know, that looks like a really good thing to do right now. We join Jesus in that rest. I wonder in my mind, they didn't respond that way, so it's hard to speculate about what would have happened. But as we're following Jesus, I think it's highly important for us to mimic every step that he takes. So we're in the middle of a crisis point. We're in the middle of turmoil in our lives. And we can easily get up in the monotony of everything that's going on in the world. Political crisis, health crisis, natural crises, not to mention the overwhelming burdens of school, work, and family, and the doom scrolling that we might do every day. 
But Elevate, I ask you today, King Church, I ask you today, my family, I ask you today, where is your faith in the midst of the storm? Where is your faith resting in? Does it rise and fall with the waves of the crisis? Or is it found steadfastly in Jesus? So here's the question. Where is your faith? The story doesn't finish there. Luke chapter 8, verse 25, on the screen for you here. Jesus asked them, where is your faith? And the disciples were terrified and, and amazed because it's the first time in Jesus' ministry that he's had power over storms. He's healed the sick. He's cast out demons. He's transformed lives. But this is the first time that he's done something to nature. So they're amazed. They're terrified. And they ask the question, who is this man? They asked each other. When he gives a command, even the wind and waves obey him. So here's, here's the finish. Here's where this story concludes. Jesus asks them a question, and they ask a question of themselves. See, sometimes the best questions are answered with questions. Where is your faith? And they say, who is this? I was, as I was looking at this passage this week, praying about and asking God, what do I need? God, what do I need to tell Elevate? What do I need to tell the people that are going to be here in this space that are day in and day out fighting for their lives on any number of fronts? What do I need to tell them? And it's popped out to me. Where is your faith? Who is this man? My faith is found in the question asking, who is Jesus? When I'm confronted with the challenges of my everyday life, when my faith is brought into question, shouldn't mourn that, ah, I, I, God, I blew it again. I, I can't do this. My life is defined by a continual pursuit of knowing and experiencing Jesus Christ. And when we do that on a day-by-day -day basis, when the crises come, and it's not if, it's when, when the crises come, we know who our faith is grounded in. And that who, in this crisis point, is a Jesus who is with the disciples in the middle of the storm. And the waves were crashing around them. They were afraid. They were fearful. They were fighting for their lives and they cry out to Jesus and Jesus was with them in the storm. I don't know who needs to hear that this morning, but whatever storm you're facing, whatever challenges that you might be in right now in the thick of it all, Jesus is with you in the storm. It may appear that he's taking a nap on the back seat and it is okay to go wake him up because maybe he's wanting you to feel that tension, to feel that space where he can step in and calm your storm. So if those waves are crashing on you today, I invite you to cry out to Jesus because Jesus is with you in the storm.
Ellen White puts it this way. She's one of the founders of our denomination, prolific writer. Beautiful book, Desire of Ages, page 336. Though he sorrowfully reproves our unbelief and self-confidence, he never fails to give us the help that we need. This is the part of the football game where we're all like, touchdown, like, yeah, woo! I understand it's early on Sabbath morning, so it's okay. Jesus never fails to give us the help that we need. Whether on land or on sea, if we have the Savior in our hearts, there is no need to fear. She continues on. Living faith in the Redeemer will smooth the sea of life and will deliver us from danger in the way that He knows to be the best. So whatever storm you're facing, and might I offer that no matter who is elected president, Jesus is with us in the storm. Even though a global pandemic wages, Jesus is with us in the storm. No matter what 2020 brings or what 2021 might surprise us with, Jesus is with us in the storm. And even though you may not see hope right now, Jesus is with you in your storm. So here's where we finish. Psalm chapter 4, verse 8, which David read a few moments ago. In peace I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. I don't know about you, but I long that that verse be what defines my experience in this new decade. In the 2020s, all hell could break loose. But in peace, I will lie down and sleep for you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. With Jesus, we have nothing to fear because he's with with us in the midst of the storm. So as we finish today, I want to throw our connect card up on the screen. And I want to encourage you with a couple of practical ways that you can rest with Jesus in the middle of the storm. I encourage you to start today. Spend daily time with Jesus. The only way that you can get close to Jesus is spending time with him. The only way that you get close to your significant other is spending time with him or her, right? What if you, the amount of time you spent with your significant other, your spouse, your kids, what if that amount of time you spent with Jesus? What would your relationship with Jesus look like? I encourage you that you talk to Jesus before your phone talks to you. Go ahead and hit that alarm button, like turn it off. Roll over and spend those precious moments with Jesus and make time and and space in your life to commune with God. We're not guaranteed tomorrow because the storm might overwhelm us, but the promise remains still that Jesus is with us in the storm. So if you're questioning this morning where your faith is, if you feel that prompting of, man, i got to get this figured out. Ask the question, who is Jesus? And seek after who he is every single day of your life. And when the battles rage around you, and things pop up in your life where you're distracted by others, the devil gets you, you can back up and say, no, 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 no. I serve a God who's with me in the storm. And this... This is how I fight my battles. 
I don't know about you, but too often when things are going so good in my life, I tend to get so caught up that I forget to thank God for what's going right in just my everyday today life. When the storms come my way, I get upset and I question where Jesus is and I run to him. But instead, I need to be running to Jesus in the good and the bad. Sometimes you might not feel his presence, but he is with you. You might be anxious and so filled with fear, and he is with you right by your side. I completely understand being so overwhelmed with anxiety that you forget your faith for a moment. As an anxiety struggler myself, I have found that when I turn to God before anything else, the storm begins to calm, just right straight from the beginning. There will be crisis in this life, and there's no doubt that Jesus wants to take our hand and walk through it with us. I encourage you to take Jesus's hand today. Remember Luke 8 verse 25 reads, then he asked them, where is your faith? The disciples were terrified and amazed. Who is this man? They asked each other. When he gives a command, even the waves and the wind obey him. Through the storms of this life, have faith and take Jesus's hand. He can calm any situation and bring you unimaginable peace. From all of us at Elevate Retake, thank you so much for listening. Michael here. Real quick before you go, we want to hear from you. Maybe you've got a story of life change. Maybe one of these episodes has challenged the way you think. Maybe there's something that you agree with or disagree with. We want to hear from you. And the easiest way that you can do that is to go to the App Store or the Play Store and download the app Anchor. Once you've done that, you can search for Elevate Retake. And then on our page, you can submit a voice memo. Just Click voice memo, make sure everything's quiet around you and give us 30 seconds to 60 seconds, your response to an episode, a story of how the love of God has transformed your life and how you have come to a better understanding of who God is. Or maybe you haven't, maybe there's something in your life that's caused you to doubt. We wanna hear from you and maybe, who knows, your voice could be featured on the next episode of Elevate Retake. So we would love to hear from you and we look forward to seeing how this podcast continues to impact your life. So until then, we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. Elevate Retake is recorded weekly at Elevate, a community fellowship of Keene Church. Our audio is captured by Blake Snyder. Sound design and editing are done by Shane Miosi and Inspire Productions. Executive producers are Michael Gibson and Jonathan Coker. Our host is Taylor Weaver. Our team includes Evelyn Alanis, Candice McCormick, Simu Ciologa, Alicia Galvan, Emily Weaver, Zandri Andrade, Megan Metzner, and AJ Adams. Special thanks to 88.3 KJRN and the Keen Church Media Team. You can find Elevate on Instagram at thisiselevatetx. For more about Elevate Community Fellowship, visit thisiselevate.org. Currently, our services are live streamed every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Central Time at thisiselevate.org forward slash live. We'd love to have you join us. There's always room for one more.